Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. I'm proud to present to you another episode of The Bob Hope Show, episode number 538, which originally aired on June 10th, 1952. Here now is Bob Hope with his special guests, Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. Today, smokers all over the country are changing to Chesterfield. The first and only cigarette to name all its ingredients. Chesterfield tells you what it's made of, so you'll know what gives you the best possible smoke. Sound off, sound off, sound off for Chesterfield. Much wilder with a better taste, and no one doesn't have to face. Chesterfield's the one to buy. Millions say they're satisfying. Sound off for Chesterfield. Sound off for Chesterfield. Buy a pack of Chesterfield. Do it! Chesterfield presents the Bob Hope Show, transcribed from the San Diego Naval Air Station, California, with Les Brown and his band of renown. For Chesterfield, yours truly, High Aberback. Our special guests, Dale Evans and Roy Rogers. And here he is, Bob Hope. Thank you very much. It's amazing how the Admiral came in at the same time. <laughs> Thank you. Well, here I am at the Naval Air Station in Coronado, California for Chesterfields and the Men of the Navy. And it was really a thrill to see that sign that said, Welcome, Bob Hope. It was tattooed on an ensign's knee. <laughs> an ensign, that's a second lieutenant that can swim. Some of these fellas here tonight are stationed on carriers. You know what a carrier is. That's the Burma Road with an anchor. <laughs> and I want to tell you, those carriers are just like floating hotels. And you should see these guys go ashore looking for maid service. tell you, I'm happy to be among you men of the Navy tonight, because my family goes back to John Paul Jones. In fact, they went back to John Paul Jones so often, the bottle was empty before I got there. <laughs> but this is vacation time all over the country, and people everywhere are getting ready to pack. Of course, the boys here can't go on vacations. Their work is too important. But the commanding officer is going to make it up to them. The last two weeks in August, he's having Tijuana move to the base. <laughs> Tijuana, that's an enchilada with a mayor. <laughs> All the hotels expect a big season this summer. One hotel advertised a European plan, and it was really inexpensive. You know what the European plan is. That's when you eat all you want, stay as long as you like, and send the bill to Washington. <laughs> Senator Taft wanted to take a vacation, but something happened to change his mind. He just found out that Governor Warren's daughter has taken singing lessons. <laughs> Of 
Senator Kefauver didn't exactly take a vacation. He just sent his coonskin cap to the North Woods. <laughs> he had to. It bit him. <laughs> and the weather's really been hot in Washington. When a Republican visitor asked President Truman to please open the window, the president said, don't get impatient. When I leave, it'll be the regular way. <laughs> president Truman's a great outdoors man, too. In fact, he's the only man in the country who can start a fire by rubbing two Republicans together. <laughs> General Eisenhower is very strong in New England. Of course, in Boston, they don't say I like Ike. That's too common. They say, when I decide to exercise my electoral rights, my preferential discernment may indicate my selection is Dwight. I don't take sides in these political issues I'm like a California driver I stay in the middle of the road <laughs> I know that the final selection for the nominee Will be made in a smoke-filled room I just hope they're smoking Chesterfields That's all <laughs> Hey, friends, to show you why Chesterfield gives you the best possible smoke, we've named all our ingredients, and we're the first and only cigarette to do so. These ingredients are what make Chesterfields much milder, with an extraordinarily good taste and, most important, no unpleasant aftertaste. And here they are for every smoker to hear and to remember. The right combination of the world's best tobaccos, pre-tested by laboratory instruments for the most desirable smoking qualities. And Chesterfields are kept tasty and fresh, with tried and tested moistening agents, costly glycerol, and pure sugars which are natural to tobacco. Nothing else. These have been proved entirely safe for use in the mouth. And your Chesterfield is wrapped in cigarette paper of the highest purity. Folks, those are the proven ingredients to give you the best possible smoke, so you can see why we're glad to name them. Ask your dealer for Chesterfields today. <laughs> Riding this way comes a little gal from Texas with lone stars all over. She's Roy Rogers' leading lady, known as the Queen of the West and totes a mean gun. And here she is with her own song, Teeth for Texas, Dale Evans, right here. <laughs> Just a prairie canary with a heart that's warm as toast. But somehow I don't want to marry. Yes, I love the rains the most. Tiba, Texas, that's a place for me. Rains are rolling far as the eye can see. Now the maker of the trees will paint my face and the wind will comb my hair. And my little pony takes me any place so I haven't a single care. Tiba, Texas, that's a place for me. Rains are rolling far as the eye can see. If you want to know all about my life, I'm descended from David Crockett. And I cut my teeth on a Bowie knife with a 45 in my pocket. Teapot, Texas, that's the place for me. Flames are rolling, far as the eye can see. You know I'm up at dawn, I got my steps on on, and I'm a-riding the range all day. And if I droop, I eat some cactus soup, then I'm up and I'm on my way. Tiba, Texas, that's a place for me. Planes are rolling, far as the eye can see. Now, you look here, friend, I'm a Texas hen. And when we make a date to 
dance and stop, you better not show up a dollar short and an hour late. gentlemen, very soon at your local theater, you'll be seeing Bob Hope's latest picture, Son of Paleface, a root and tootin' western with Roy Rogers and Jane Russell. Now, all westerns are strenuous to make, and Bob was very tired when he finished. Now, this is excusable when you consider that Bob is no longer a boy. <laughs> he, uh, he isn't exactly a young man. Uh, well, he's a, a little more mature than... Well, let's face it, the old codger's pooped. I'm pooped and you're out of work. Well, Bob really is tired. Just this morning, I stopped at his house and I found him trying to get some much-needed rest. Surprise, Bob. Don't tell me you're still in your bathtub at 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, I couldn't take a bath any earlier, Hire. There was nothing to put in the tub. The milkman was late. <laughs> Bob, you take milk baths? Yes, I can't find a tall enough cow to take a shower. lying here in a warm tub. You have no idea how tired I was when I finished Son of Paleface. I w it w Get it, High, and remember, I'm exhausted. I don't want to be stuck on the phone with any pets. Okay. Hello? Uh, who is it? Oh, you're the president of Paramount Pictures? Well, call back some other time. Bob's tired, and he doesn't want to be stuck on the phone with any pets. The president of Paramount? Get out of here. Get out of here. Give me that phone. Hello? Hello? Hello, Bob? This year is Frank Freeman. I just saw Son of Paleface in my projection room, and I'm very enthusiastic about it. Jane Russell and Roy Rogers and you all do a fine job. Well, uh, how does this strike you all for a publicity idea? When the picture opens on Broadway, you ride Roy Rogers' horse Trigger around the edge of the roof of the Empire State Building. <laughs> ride Trigger around the top of the Empire State Building? Yes, while you sing two choruses of Home on the Range. <laughs> Well, Mr. Freeman, I don't want to sound unreasonable, but I absolutely refuse to do this. That publicity department has had some pretty crazy ideas in the past, but this is the most stupid, idiotic one they ever had. Bob, uh, it's my idea. What key shall I sing it in? <laughs> well, we'll decide on the stunts later, but I do want you and Roy Rogers to make a personal appearance tour with the picture. Roy Rogers is on his way over to your house now to talk it over with you. Uh, you're not against my idea, are you? Oh, no, Mr. Freeman, no. Now, you're not just saying that just to be nice. Oh, no, 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 
Do you know anybody in this business who is a bigger genius than I am? Oh, no, Mr. Freeman, no. Well, goodbye. Well, I guess I showed him I'm not a yes man. <laughs> How do you like that, High? I wanted to rest, and now I've got... Oh, I guess High left. Well, I'll just, uh... Well, the doorbell, it's probably Roy Rogers. Hi, Bob. Well, hello, Roy. Hi, <laughs> You gotta work fast, Parker. This guy walks through doors, you know. <laughs> Paramount just called about the personal appearance tour we're gonna make, Roy. Yes, Bob, but won't it be fun traveling all around over the country together, just the three of us? The three of us? Oh, is Jane Russell coming along? No, Bob, not Jane, but another important star. I'm bringing my horse, Trigger. Well, don't look so disappointed. When you get to really understand horses, you never miss girls. Did you ever ride under a... <laughs> I've got the funny line. Wait a minute. <laughs> Give me the first line if you don't mind. Don't look so disappointed. <laughs> when you really understand horses, you never miss girls. Did you ever ride under a low branch and forget to duck? <laughs> I mean it, Bob. That's where you're supposed to laugh at. <laughs> Really, Bob, I mean it. My horse is almost human. Trigger's different. Yeah, so is Jane Russell. <laughs> and she doesn't keep nuzzling you for sugar. Well... Darn it. <laughs> Roy, I understand when we get to New York, you're appearing in the big rodeo in Madison Square Garden. That's right, Bob. They'll be riding and roping and shooting and plenty of excitement. Oh, uh, by the way, I entered your name as one of the contestants. Uh, I entered you in the bulldogging contest. The bulldogging kind, mm -hmm. but those steers are dangerous. Supposing the steer hooks me with one of his horns. Well, if he does, you hook him right back with yours. <laughs> Don't you worry about it, Bob. You'll do all right. Well, I still think I'd be better off just singing a song. Say, maybe, Roy, we could work up a duet together, huh? You mean me sing with you? Sure, let's try something right now. Do you know the last roundup? Yeah, but it's my mother's favorite song, and I promised her I wouldn't sing it with anyone else. Oh, well, how about Twilight on the Trail? No, uh, that's my wife's favorite song, and I promised I'd sing it with no one else, and uh, I'll tell you, Bob, uh, how about that song, uh, My Four-Legged Friend from Son of Pale Face? Oh, yes. That's that number that Jack Brooks wrote for uh, Son of Pale Face, My Four-Legged Friend. And the one you sing to your horse, I know that. Let's do it. Oh, wait a minute. I'll get it. Hello? What's that? You don't want me to sing My Four-Legged Friend with Bob? Okay, I know how you feel, but, uh, well, I'll sing it by myself, just for you. I'm sorry, Bob. Who is that? Trigger. Who is that? Trigger. <laughs> that does it. Go! A four-legged friend, a four-legged friend, he'll never let you down. He's honest and faithful right up to the end That wonderful one, two, three, four-legged friend A woman's like cactus and cactus can hurt Cause she's just a tight-waisted, winky-eyed flirt She'll soon have your land and your pride and your gold And bury you deep long before you grow old a four-legged friend, a four-legged friend 
He'll never let you down. He's honest and faithful right up to the end. That wonderful one, two, three, four-legged friend. A two-legged hombre is worthless as sand. He smiles like a saint with a gun in his hand. He'll promise to stick by your side like a pal, but he'll also promise the same to your gal. A four-legged friend, a four-legged friend, he'll never let you down. He's honest and faithful right up to the end. That wonderful one, two, three, four-legged friend. Who carries your burden? Who carries your load? On tumbleweed land or along dusty road? Who asks you no questions? Who tells you no lies? That four-legged friend with the two honest eyes. A four-legged friend, a four-legged friend. He'll never let you down. He's honest and faithful right up to the end. That wonderful four-legged friend. That wonderful one, two, three, four-legged friend. Whoa, Trigger, whoa! Folks, you get out of a cigarette just as much as the manufacturer puts into it. You get out of a Chesterfield of smoke that's much milder, with an extraordinarily good taste and no unpleasant aftertaste. That's because the only ingredients that go into Chesterfields are the ingredients that give you the best possible smoke. The world's best tobaccos, kept tasty and fresh by pure, costly moistening agents. A little sugar and glycerol, and cigarette paper of the highest purity. These are the ingredients that give you the best possible smoke. That's backed up by research in the newest and best research labs in the business. And Bob, remember, Chesterfields are made in the newest and most modern cigarette factories. There you have it, folks. Best ingredients, best manufacture, best research. That's what's in every pack of Chesterfields for you. How about it? Why don't you sound off for Chesterfield today? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bob is no less excited about his forthcoming tour with his picture, Son of Pale Face, than are many of his fellow citizens here in California. For instance, when the news of Bob's tour reached California's Governor Earl Warren, he said, I know everybody shares the same feeling that I have for Bob Hope. If I am elected president of the United States, I'm going to put him in the cabinet. And after he's in there, I'm going to nail it shut. <laughs> better be careful. This year, I'm old enough to vote. <laughs> and over at Paramount Studios, two executives are talking. I know Son of Pale Face is a fine picture, but you think it's wise J.J. sending a person like Bob Hope out on tour as a representative of Paramount? We had to let him go. It was part of our agreement. Agreement? Yes. It's his reward for setting fire to Warner Brothers. <laughs> That fire was really started by Humphrey Bogart. He was shaving and he turned the blowtorch too high. <laughs> and perhaps...
perhaps the persons most concerned about the tour are those who are going along with Bob. Roy Rogers and his lovely wife, Dale Evans. Oh, Dale. Yes, Roy? Honey, did you see all the publicity in the paper about the cross-country tour we're going to take? Yes, I'm reading about it now. Gee, Roy, you and Bob Hope both star in Son of Pale Face. Why do they mention his name more than yours? Well, uh, I'm on this tour, and he, he, he's doing the master of ceremonies. Well, you could be the master of ceremonies. But Bob's a comedian. He gets laughs. I can't get laughs. Why, sure you can. Instead of your cowboy outfit, you could just wear funny clothes like he does. <laughs> Dale, Bob's clothes look funny because he, he doesn't buy them new. You mean... Roy, do you mean they're second-hand? Well, he, he buys Sidney Greenstreet's old suits, then sits in a tub of Drano till they fit him. <laughs> By the way, Bob's coming over to rehearse with us. He, he's going to join our act. Bob's going to join our act? Mm-hmm. Well, if I know his reputation, he'll hog the whole thing. Oh, Bob wouldn't steal our routine. <laughs> Not much, he wouldn't. He worked one performance with the Andrews sisters, and after that, he did the act himself with a wig and two mirrors. In fact... <laughs> hey! Hey, that must be Bob now. Oh, it is. Come here to the window, Roy. Look at that Western outfit he's wearing. Boy! Boy, how corny can you get? <laughs> you know, when he walks in, I'll just bet the first thing he says is, Well, howdy, folks. I've been a-riding all day, and I'm plumb tuckered out, and I'd like to sit down and rest my tucker. Now, wait a minute, Dale. I don't think Bob's quite that bad. Come in. Howdy, folks. I've been riding all day, and I'm plumb frazzled out. I'd like to sit down and rest my frazzle. Yes, sir, one man's tucker is another man's frazzle. <laughs> some people are built one way and some another. Hey, Bob, I'd like you to meet my wife, Dale Evans. Well, fan me with a cactus plant, little lady. You're as pretty as a prairie dog poking a snoot up out of a hog waller. <laughs> Bob, do we have to listen to that corny accent? You do as long as I'm getting laughs, boy. <laughs> but seriously, folks, I'm getting ready for our cross-country trip. How do you like this Western outfit? Well, it's certainly different. Is it new? No, I bought it from a fellow who didn't need it anymore, Sidney Greenstreet. <laughs> if I walk fast, it all comes in the door when I do. Yeah. What are those silver streaks running down the side of the trousers? Well, they used to be buckles. The Drano melted them. <laughs> Don't I look like a real cowpuncher, Roy? I uh, will admit you, you, you got the legs for it, Bob, but how'd you ever get so bow-legged? Well, I used to have a very small apartment. <laughs> I had to sleep with my legs around the water heater. <laughs> you should see me in a bathing suit. My kneecaps are marked hot and cold. <laughs> 
let's get started with our rehearsal, shall we? Say, I gave it some thought, and I've got the act all laid out. I was afraid of this. Not a... <laughs> Dale, stay out of the act. It's a two-act. Yeah, honey, you, you, you know, go on, Bob. Uh, let's go on with the rehearsal, huh? Okay, I got this joke written out, Roy. That's your part right there. Read it, will you? Okay, uh... What do you hear from your boy in the Navy? Oh, he's fine. I sent him a pack. I sent a package to him today, some new shoes, three of them. Oh, why did you send three shoes? Well, in the letter he said, since he's been in the Navy, he grew another foot. <laughs> Say, what's he gonna do with another foot? <laughs> I know what I'd do with it. Uh... <laughs> Boy, this is going to be a great act. By now, the people will be laughing and applauding. Then they'll start yelling for a Western song. Well, that's, uh, that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, then you come walking out with your guitar. I'll be there. Then you hand it to me and I sing. Now, wait a second. <laughs> Just a second. Now you're going too far. Aren't you horning in on my territory, of boy? Of course not. Why, partner, I've been singing Western songs since I was knee-high to a can of saddle soap. <laughs> I'm known as the cowboy Johnny Ray. <laughs> I really weep it up. I want to tell you that. What song do you sing? A little tune called When Oh When Will I Ever Learn Tabasco Ain't Good for a Saddle Burn. Oh. <laughs> and then we finish up the act with all three of us singing in a trio. Well, how do we know your voice will blend with ours, Bob? Well, I'll give you a sample, Dale. Listen. Hey, wagon wheels. Wagon wheels I'll keep on And there's an awful echo in this joint huh? Keep on turning Wagon wheels Well, how'd it sound? How long's it been since you greased your axle? Only kidding, Bob. I think you'll be fine. Come on, let's all uh, pitch in and do a number now, huh? How about a tune from Son of Pale Face? Boy, you can tell she's got stock in Paramount, can't you? Start it, Roy. There's a cloud in my valley of sunshine Since you told me you found somebody new There's a cloud in my valley of sunshine and now I'm lonely and I'm blue Can't we fall in love again all over Won't you hold me in your arms just like before Cause there's a cloud in my valley of sunshine And I hope you'll bring the sunshine back once more There's a cloud in my valley of sunshine since you told me you found somebody new There's a cloud in my valley of sunshine And now I'm lonely and I'm blue Can't we fall in love again all over Won't you hold me in your arms just like before Cause there's a cloud in my valley of sunshine and I hope you'll bring the sunshine back once more. 
back at cheering. Thanks for the memory of North Island Naval Base, each Naval Air Force ace. To all you guys who keep the skies a democratic place. And we thank you so much. Just want to thank Captain W.L. Erdman, Commander Page Knight, and Lieutenant Hal Boudreau for this delightful memory here at North Island Coronado today. We're also looking to do a, looking forward to doing an after show for the men here with Les Brown. Also want to thank Dale Evans and, of course, that grand guy Roy Rogers for their help with Bob Sweeney, Barney Phillips, and Count Cooley. Until next week, we're coming right at you from NBC. And say, wait now. Before we go on high, let's be sure the folks remember that Father's Day is coming right up. June the 15th, this Sunday. And remember, too, folks, your dealer has those Chesterfields all slicked up in a special Father's Day gift carton. Just the thing for Dad. He'll like them just like everyone does, because Chesterfields are much milder, with an extraordinarily good taste and no unpleasant aftertaste. That's backed up by a well-known research organization. So hurry down to your dealers and sound off for the special Father's Day carton of Chesterfields. Go to your dealer's hurry run and get your dad the milder one, much milder with a better taste and no unpleasant aftertaste. Sound off for Chesterfield. Sound off for Chesterfield. For Father's Day and every day get Chesterfield. That's right. to the Bob Hope Show next week from Camp Roberts, California with our special guest, Jane Russell. Roy Rogers and Dale Evans appeared on this program through the courtesy of Post Serial. Chesterfield is brought to you the Bob Hope Show, written by Marvin Fisher, Norman Sullivan, and Larry Klein, and transcribed direct from San Diego, California. Roy Rogers was born Leonard Franklin Sly in 1911, and Dale Evans was born Francis Octavius Smith in 1912. Dale Evans had a tumultuous private life in her early years as she worked to build her career as a singer and an actress. Roy Rogers began singing Western music early and formed the group The Sons of the Pioneers with two other singers in 1934. He started making films about that same time. By the way, that group, the Sons of the Pioneers, is still going. They've simply replaced members of the group as they retired or passed away. All of the founding members have now passed away. Things really came together for Roy Rogers and Dale Evans when the couple met in 1944 on the set of the film The Cowboy and the Senorita. They were married in 1947 and became an inseparable and hugely popular team. They were in dozens of movies in the 1940s. Fans fell in love with the couple and they could not get enough of their chemistry. Rogers rode his horse Trigger and Evans rode her horse Buttermilk and they made the perfect team on and off the screen. Now, since Republic Pictures got most of the money from Roy Rogers' films and appearances, he put a clause into the contract that allowed him to keep the rights to his name and likeness and voice. This was a brilliant move on his part because this allowed him to make millions in merchandise. Roy Rogers was second only 
to Walt Disney in the number of items featuring his name in the 50s and 60s. He was the most popular Western star from 1943 to 1952. Throughout the 1950s, the couple starred together in their successful television series, The Roy Rogers Show, where they continued their signature cowboy-cowgirl roles. And Dale Evans wrote the show's theme song, Happy Trails, Happy Trails to You. So if you haven't heard that, you can look that up on YouTube. I won't sing it for you and make you suffer. But that is a well-known song, and they performed that together at the end of every program. The couple also starred in their own variety show in 1962. Roy Rogers died in 1998 at the age of 86, and Dale Evans died in 2001 at the age of 88. They were buried next to each other. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Wednesday for another episode of The Bob Hope Show and check in on Friday for the next installment of The Life of Riley. Until we meet again in the words of William Shakespeare, April, dressed in all his trim, hath put a spirit of youth in everything.